0: I'm a nerd,
1: and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds.
1: Welcome to the Back Backroom Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm station manager, Matt.
2: And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd's shows and podcasts are on air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long.
1: That's right. So if you're listening to our show on podcast, you are late and you're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and search in favorite LTN Radio.
2: Today on the show, we're talking about gambling. In fact, we're going to discuss whether or not gambling is a sin.
1: We've also got a game, a bad joke, Tales of Florida Man, Five Random Facts things we love and more but first today is wednesday november 4th 2020 we've got some holidays to celebrate
2: holla. Uh, holla, holla,
0: holla today
2: okay that was why didn't i think of that <laughs> man i was just cheesy with the holla <laughs> anyway uh today is common sense day literally just a day to commit to using our common sense should have been yesterday
1: yeah of course it comes the day after election day <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep, yep. Uh, it's also National Candy Day. Yeah,
1: I don't understand this one. Why is National Candy Day four days after Halloween? Wouldn't it be shouldn't it be November? The 1st? same
2: reason that Common Sense Day is the day after Election Day. <laughs> Listen, they didn't days have, just don't
1: make no sense. They
2: didn't have enough holidays in November, and they're like, "Well, let's, let's just let's, kick these down the road. Yeah, a little. <laughs> why not?" Um, and while not a holiday, it should be considered a mental health day, as it's the day after the election. Yeah. I hope y'all are doing okay.
1: Wasn't last night crazy? I'm Who would have thought that stuff that happened would have happened the way that it did?
2: Hey, listen, God knew.
1: I know I was shocked when that one swing state completely came through for that one candidate.
2: Yeah, I wasn't when shocked. When polls
1: thought it was going the other candidate's way.
2: I knew that was going to happen. <laughs>
1: So full transparency, this episode is being recorded before election day, so we honestly have no idea what happened last night, <laughs> or even if a winner has been announced. Whatever has or has not transpired, even if things swung your way, I'm sure you're up for a morning devoid of politics. So mm. today, we're not going to talk about it.
2: Okay. <laughs> It's you might got to tell me twice. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue. No, so.
1: no more. That's the <laughs> end. That's done. Today is game day Wednesday. We're going to play a game, a uh, new game. New game. Ooh, oh, new
2: oh game. really?
1: And it is called Endless Quiz, and it is a game. On general knowledge.
2: But I don't like these games. I always feel so dumb.
1: Full of general knowledge questions.
2: Yeah, I feel dumb. We're going to
1: each answer seven of these, and whoever answers the most correctly wins. Not a fan. (laughs) All right, you ready? No. These are multiple choice. So here you go. The peso is the currency of Brazil, Sweden, Italy, or Mexico?
2: Mexico? Correct. Okay. Okay.
1: What is a bound collection of maps? An atlas, a booklet, a novella, or a drama?
2: A bound collection of maps? Yes. It's an atlas? Correct.
1: What do you call negative economic growth for a longer period of time? Disinflation? Bull market? Recovery or recession?
2: Recession?
1: <laughs> Good job. Which disease starts with symptoms similar to influenza?
2: Coronavirus! <laughs>
1: I mean, no. your choices are tetanus, Ebola, syphilis. Or a leprosy. <laughs> leprosy. That'd be messed up if you thought you just had the flu <laughs> and your leg falls off.
2: I... Ebola?
1: Correct. Good wow. job. You're, right, you're four for four. Which of these dishes is not Italian? You're going to get this one easily. I hope. Lasagna, risotto, sashimi, pizza. Sashimi? correct technically pizza is not Italian either just so you know
2: whoa whoa whoa
1: pizza with cheese is not Italian
2: what? you done lost your mind Nuh-uh.
1: look it up I know you're all things Italy but I know that fact I know it dead center
2: that's an argument that a lot of people think is true and it's not true, <laughs> it's true. Japan is not the first place to have come up with pizza
1: no I didn't say Japan America no pizza with cheese is an American invention <laughs>
2: Next question,
1: please. <laughs> I learned it on the Food Network.
2: I Bobby lived Flay, in Italy. Bobby
1: Flay wouldn't steer me wrong. Mm. I don't think it was Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay is a joke, by the way. Just saying, any of y'all, he's a joke. Wow. <laughs> Which figures of Nordic mythology this is. This is... This is general knowledge. Which figures of Nordic mythology cho- choose those who die in battle and bring them to Valhalla? Oh. Elves, Valkyries, Asgards, or Fjordians? F J O with an umlaut. R G Y N S.
2: I think it's Fjordians. Fjordians? Yeah, that's what Oh, what were the first two? Not elves. What was the second one?
1: Valkyries, Asgards, (sighs) Fiorgians.
2: Asgards.
1: Wrong. Valkyries.
2: Valkyries. It was between. (laughs) hmm, But it seemed to. Like, to right yes. <laughs> uh,
1: which event occurs in Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises
2: I've read this a thousand times
1: Pelota, Bullfighting Formula One or Bobsledding <laughs> <laughs> have you really read this a thousand times no okay <laughs> Uh, I don't know what Pelota is.
2: I know, <laughs> but I don't think it was bobsledding or...
1: Formula One racing?
2: Yeah, no. Uh, what was the second one? Bullfighting? Good grief. What's the name of it?
1: The sun also rises.
2: Um, I'm <laughs> going to say no bullfighting. Correct. <laughs> hey! Whew.
1: All right, last one. Which of these animals breathes through gills?
2: Fish.
1: <laughs> Not gonna be that easy Storm Petrel Alligator Beluga Whale Halibut
2: Halibut? <laughs> Correct Okay <laughs> uh, I was like but halibut is fish <laughs> It's basically
1: Alright you got 6 out of 7 So I gotta do a clean sweep to beat you here You did much better than you thought you were going to do.
2: Okay. For what? Listen, for what does USB stand? (laughs) Universal serial bus, uniform serial bus, unified speed bus, ultra high speed bus.
1: What are the first two? Uh,
2: Universal serial or uniform serial. Shoot. We know it's bus.
1: I think it's Universal Cereal Bus.
2: That was correct, I guess. It green, was green, if it's green, it's yeah. correct, yeah. Uh, which is one of the courses you can take at Juilliard School in New York City? Machine learning, piano, law, metallurgy. That's what it says, metallurgy.
1: Piano. Yeah. Juilliard's a...
2: School of Arts. Arts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which hormone lowers blood sugar? Sh-
1: Sugar. 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 Blood sugar. Blood sugar.
0: <laughs>
1: blood sugar. Sounds like a monster. <laughs>
2: Which hormone lowers blood sugar levels? Glucogen? Gluc- su- That's not how you Glycogen, spell it. right? No. No? G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N. Uh. Glucigen Insulin oh, <laughs> Somatostatin, somatostatin, <laughs> And leptin
1: It's uh, insulin
2: <laughs> Listen Hooked on phonics worked for me
1: <laughs> Hooked on phonics <laughs> Work it for me <laughs> Brian Regan everybody
2: What <laughs> is another word for long sightedness Sangria hypoxia, hyperopia, and why, why, syn, syn, (laughs) s, s y, n, c, y, t, i, a, Sincidious and.
1: and. Insidious?
2: <laughs> uh, no.
1: I got bad news for you. I need you to read this whole thing again because I'm lost.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why I have these questions to read. <laughs> what is another word for long sightedness? Long
1: sightedness.
2: Uh huh. Sangria. Not that bad. one I know. <laughs> Hypoxia.
1: I don't think it's that.
2: Hyperopia. (sighs) Sinsidia.
1: I'm going to say hyperopia. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good job. I didn't know that at all.
1: Uh. I knew it wasn't sangria. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Under Fidel Castro, Cuba became a representative democracy. Aristocracy? How do you say that? Aristocracy. Aristocracy? That sounds good.
1: Aristocracy. (laughs) It's <laughs> <Sarah Stocks. laughs> I was thinking Aristocats The movie. Well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was a long night. Okay, we haven't even made it there yet, but we know. <laughs> uh, constitutional monarchy or socialist state?
1: Socialist state.
2: <laughs> Seriously? That was wrong.
1: Oh, no. What did it become? No, I'm just kidding. It Ay, was right. Jerk.
2: <laughs> Which composer wrote music for three ballets? Schumann, Mendelssohn, Hayden, or Tchaikovsky?
1: Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Yes. I know a lot of things I didn't know I knew.
2: I don't know what number we're on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. I'm pretty sure that was five.
2: Okay. In Gulliver's Travels, what is the name of the flying island? Saranji.
1: You got all these. Yeah, <laughs> I, <can't>. I did.
2: <laughs> John Juan Laputa, Fabesu.
1: <laughs> I I don't even know where each of them started and ended. <laughs> so I'm gonna say.
2: I'm about to pee my pants. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna say the second one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was wrong. It was La Puta!
1: Ah oh, darn.
2: Uh, <laughs> golly. Uh what were Gosh, I'm over this game <sighs> <sighs> What were ancient ancient I know that word, okay? What were ancient Celtic erudites? Erudites? Er. Okay,
1: if you don't even know how to pronounce the question part, <laughs> just just hit an answer. let's do the next one..
2: <laughs> fine They were druids, apparently.
1: I would have guessed that too. Dang it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is the transformation from gaseous to liquid phase? Ha. Boiling, condensation, freezing or melting.
1: So from gaseous to liquid,
2: from gaseous to liquid?
1: Condensation.
2: <laughs> Does this help?
1: that was me putting like a stamp on it like i know
2: Condensation. um yeah so i think that was seven and you got one wrong
1: we tied not bad hey you can do it sideways too this app is called endless quiz (laughs) there are all these boring questions but hey we're smarter than we thought we were right
2: yeah except i don't know how to read
1: you don't know how to read but at least you knew the answers (laughs) to most questions
2: that's why, when I took tests, I had to have my teacher read the questions to me.
1: Ta-he. ta ta Da. Oh, the. Da.
2: da. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is that from? Do you remember what movie that's from?
2: I feel uh, like it's Adam. Sandler. I feel like it
1: had to be an Adam Sandler movie, but I don't. Is remember.
2: it not Billy Madison?
1: I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it was an Adam Sandler movie. No, I don't Okay. Think. I don't
2: Never. Anyway, Whatever. that was fun. <laughs> sure, <laughs> fun.
1: You nearly peed yourself.
2: I because you I was only do that when so you're. It, that's
1: that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> Laughter implies fun. <laughs>
2: Laughter <laughs> <laughs> also implies embarrassment. That was embarrassing. <laughs>
1: All right, let's take a break here. When we get back, we roll the dice on gambling.
2: There's more Back Row Morning Show in just a few.
1: Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. And you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's term is yeet. Yeet is a term that first started gaining traction in late 2014 after a teenager calling himself Lil Meatball popularized the yeet dance and it exploded on Vine with over 40 million loops and it went on to inspire various memes. So yeet is a braggatory term used in a dance such as those in Fortnite. Wait. Okay, so that was true, but then in 2016, there were several reports of teenagers using yeet as a way to negate a statement that they just made, similar to my generation using not in the 90s. So, yeet actually means, I don't actually believe what I just said. Wait. Okay, so that was also true, but... There were also claims popping up at about the same time in southern states that yeet yeet was being shouted out as a signifier that someone was a redneck. At first, it appeared to be a mocking term, but it was quickly adopted as a term of pride for supposed rednecks. Gosh, wait. Okay, so apparently the redneck thing is actually yee yee and has just largely been confused with the popularity of the term yeet. And so while some people do say yeet yeet, that's not actually the correct phrase. Yeet, as of 2018, is actually just an exclamation, usually of celebration, but also often replacing the word yes or yeah in normal conversation. Ah, wait! Okay, so apparently, as of 2019, I think... Who knows at this point? Yeet actually means to throw something with force, malice, or reckless abandon, such as in the currently popular game Among Us, where someone may phrase vote Cyan out as the imposter as Yeet Cyan into space. So as of now, to the best of my knowledge, Yeet means to forcefully throw. But apparently Generation Z can't decide what the heck they want the word to mean, so a month from now it could mean... Drinking milk. Who the heck knows? Freaking whippersnappers. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt.
2: And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember... That all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick on me.
1: <laughs> After the end Snuff of the it. last segment, I think she's worried about pronouncing everything now. <laughs> <I laughs> Singing on the. <laughs> of... I know. <laughs> That's right I'm You can
2: afraid he- to
1: <laughs> You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and, and see the schedule And also download the Live 365 app On your smartphone device
2: hmm. Before we do anything else <laughs> I've got five random facts Hopefully Another I can segment them. <laughs> to
1: where you read
2: <laughs> Hey and it's National Candy Day Yes I think it's national
1: It still is yeah. National Candy Day
2: uh, So I've got five random facts about candy Whoop Mm-hmm. uh this is where the dum-dums fact
1: comes oh for in. monday that i stole mm-hmm. yeah uh, inadvertently, in- inadvertently
2: inadvertently stole it so that's yeah. the
1: first time that's happened right yeah it is yeah
2: mm-hmm. except for the back to the future one where
1: that, but yeah that one was kind of yeah yeah well, that was my fault too yeah mm-hmm. so i guess it's not the first time <laughs>
2: Yep. Uh, So I'll just go ahead and throw that one out there. Dum Dums mystery flavor is always a mix of two flavors created when the machine switches between production.
1: Never the same. Well, I mean, it is sometimes the same flavor, but it's not one distinct flavor.
2: Right. Yeah. C. Uh. Hey. (laughs) 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 This is throwing back to a conversation
1: (laughs) y'all didn't hear, (laughs) but it's quite a good story
2: actual flavor <laughs> of circus peanuts is banana
1: that's why they're awful <laughs> yeah. oh are you serious yeah i really didn't know that yep no wonder everybody hates them yeah i agree oh
2: um u.s chocolate manufacturers currently use 40 percent of the almonds produced in the u.s and 25 percent of peanuts <sighs> okay yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh 200 million skittles are produced each day
1: 200 million
2: 200 million a day? skittles a day
1: they good <laughs> except for tropical
2: and lastly why this do they is, keep
1: making tropical oh skittles?
2: Ooh, Topher, that's his favorite one oh, those and
1: are you the can things, never those find are the them. last things in the vending machine
2: yeah <laughs> you know that's thanks Because I am always searching for tropical Skittles at Christmas to put in a stocking. Go to vending machine. Never thought to go to a vending machine. (laughs) Thank you. Um, This is my favorite, and it's the last one. Save the best for last. The Baby Ruth Candy Bar was named for President Grover Cleveland's daughter, not the baseball player.
1: Yeah, I do that one. That's a good one.
2: I didn't know that one when oh, I you read didn't know it. That?
1: I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. No, I think most people do assume it was named after Babe Ruth. But, yeah. But no, little baby Ruth, little, Ruth Cleveland, little baby Ruth Cleveland. Aww. Uh Let's check in on our favorite superhero, oh, Florida Man. Great. <laughs> Got a couple of headlines for you here. True stories. Florida Man mauled by leopard. After paying for a full contact experience
2: Ooh, oh, with this
1: the leopard, at,
2: is this at is oh oh is this at that one place um, that was on Tiger King? I don't know. Does it tell us where it is?
1: It's in Florida. <laughs> a Florida man was mauled by a black leopard after paying the owner of a private animal sanctuary for a full contact experience with a rare cat, the report said. And the full contact experience is in quotes here. Dwight Turner, 50, had to undergo several surgeries from the August 31st attack in an enclosure behind the home of Michael Poggi in a town of Davie. Uh, citing a report from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, Turner had paid $150 to play with the black leopard and rub its belly behind Poggy's home. Hmm. The animal charged Turner once he walked into the enclosure, <laughs> so he didn't get very far. Uh, one of Turner's ears was ripped apart. Oh, I can't even read this part. Goodness gracious. Poor guy. <laughs> 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 this is, ugh. Oh not yeah, I'm saving you some some uh gross out here. Poggy, who is licensed to have the leopard, was charged with allowing full contact of an extremely dangerous animal. So yeah. Hmm. Uh <laughs> just it's another day. Another day in the life.
2: So I was thinking dot Antle. Man. Uh he I,
1: was he I was I didn't watch the show.
2: I so. know, but there are people <laughs> listening who did and so they'll know it's not always about my conversation with you. Sometimes I have conversations with people who I just assume are listening.
1: <laughs> with hypothetical people. <laughs> Gosh, so I, I want like, to them like a lot me.
2: better than you sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and Florida man uses hurricane debris to build a giant pirate ship. When Hurricane Sally knocked down his fence and hurled debris across the Florida panhandle, John Robolando... Reb... Re... Rib-a-la, rib-a-la. R-E-B-O-L-L-E-D-O.
2: Who can't read that? Reboledo.
1: Reboledo. 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 I've never been able to pronounce last names, and you know that is this a is running true. thing here in this program. It is true. Uh, didn't just clean up his yard and call it a day. Instead, he gathered up the hurricane's forgotten treasures and spent a month turning it into a life-size pirate ship. Now there's a 17-foot-long, 10-foot-tall pirate ship in his driveway, complete with a red treasure chest, two skeletons, and a skiff boat just in time for Halloween. Rebelo built the boat using mostly wood fencing that had fallen down, saying that more weathered and beat up, saying the more weathered and beat up, the better. Uh, it's been a boost for the entire neighborhood, uh, even prompting one neighbor to dress up as Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean and pose for pictures with local children. Rebel Aldo said the ship started out much smaller, something that could fit in the back of a car, but it grew as he continued to work on it. As Hurricane Zeta approached Wednesday, he said he was moving it into the family's garage for safety but planned to pick it back, or take it back out on full display for his three kids and the rest of the neighborhood to enjoy. Uh, the storm made landfall around uh, Terrebonne Bay near... Cocodre, Louisiana, Wednesday evening. Everyone's had a rough year and kids maybe aren't as cheerful these days because they're not being as interactive. Rubble told the (laughs) Pensacola News Journal. (laughs) I have to say it like that every time now. So I don't know how or so I don't know if Halloween will be the same, uh, but there's this and if it can crack some smiles and turn some attention away from some of the drama this year, maybe that's a good thing. So hey, uplifting Florida man Sure. to end on. Okay. What's the sure business? Sure. The dude's a national hero, national treasure. Sure. Three. <laughs> national treasure three: the search for Curly's gold. Uh, all right. So what we're talking about today is uh, well, it's a topic for sure. It's it's definitely one that uh, we've thought about bringing up for a while. Growing up in church culture, (laughs) I'm just stalling until I find my place in the script, sorry. That's fair. Growing up in church culture, there were many things we were taught uh, just that were straight up sinful, uh, even though the actual answer is much more complicated. Occasionally, we tackle the question, is blank a sin? Man. This next part's your line. Oh.
2: (laughs) No, now I don't you know. You have where to <laughs> find
1: your part in the script. Yep, uh
2: huh. We we've done this as far back as the second year of our podcast when flawless. we tackled what.
1: It was a flawless transition into that. Like oh. It was natural, perfectly natural. I
2: know. <laughs> And we're tired uh when we tackled if drinking was a sin and since then we've also tackled tattoos and cussing and today we're going to talk about gambling
1: that drinking one was a big one uh and one of our most listened to podcasts For real? Uh, yeah oh yeah um
2: people care what we think
1: absolutely okay we had kevin on there just saying his name because he likes to hear his name every week he kevin? listens every week uh had kevin on there had a really good discussion looked at it from all different angles and uh came to a good middle ground i believe Mm -hmm. um the tattoo one was a bit more i wouldn't say controversial but maybe not as clear cut of an answer that we got to at the end um the cussing one though that also kind of went up and down in waves uh so basically
2: (laughs) what you're saying is we have to have kevin on here
1: to to really land the question yep No, but really what it's come down... Well, we'll get into that here in a second because they, they all kind of come from a, the same kind of place. Uh, before we get into what the Bible says on the matter, though, what do you recall being taught about gambling growing up?
2: Um, Honestly, I don't... I don't think that I was ever taught anything about gambling, but I also don't think that gambling was something that was really commonly known. It wasn't prevalent in the town that in I grew up in. Yeah. It's not like we had casinos. What about um, the lottery? So I can remember when the lottery became a thing. I don't want to say it became a thing. But when the, the scale tipped because they started giving the lottery proceeds to the schools. And so that then became a big push for the lottery. Well, you're paying you're paying into the schools you're not necessarily gambling you're paying into the schools into the education of the children within the community
1: at least partially yeah
2: that that's really the only thing that i can remember the
1: only justification mm-hmm. and i can
2: remember my dad <laughs> saying something along the lines of if i want to pay into the schools i'll just pay the schools
1: right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember being taught not necessarily by my parents but just kind of by church culture in general, mm-hmm. that uh, gambling is a sin. It's just a straight up sin. You're not supposed to gamble. You're not supposed to to use your money unwisely like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that we see in our culture as well, not just in church culture, but in culture in general, that mm-hmm. it's a common belief that that is a sin. Um, it is one of the things that have been outlawed or extremely regulated uh, as a kind of moral Uh, law thing kind of like the no drink no selling alcohol Mm -hmm. on Sundays and you know that we still have in many communities Um, it's you know it's a moral thing of gambling has got to be confined to a specific place a specific time that's why Las Vegas is seen as sin city you go there you gamble you drink you do whatever with no real consequences that kind of stuff and, uh, oh,
2: there are consequences. Oh,
1: there'd they, they be consequences. <laughs> Nothing stays in Vegas. All right. That's a lie. That's one of those, that's one of those, uh, scams you're falling for. Yeah. Right. I <laughs> got that on Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stays in Vegas. <laughs> they lied to me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fact.
1: good times. I've been to Vegas. It was fun. One time.
2: Are you, Beating around the bush so we don't have to tackle this right now.
1: Uh, I
2: think you're prolonging uh,
1: (laughs) the discussion. Vegas was fun. We saw The Beatles Love.
2: Your shows so really good right
1: <laughs> but no the, the it's it's a it's a deep topic and we had it such is. a deep topic yesterday that yeah maybe i'm <laughs> pushing it off just a little bit yeah just so give me a couple sure. more minutes and i'll be all right but no i, I do
2: places to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i do recall being you know it's it's just it's very clear that it's been treated as a sin yeah. by the christian community mm-hmm. um even like on The Simpsons. I think The Simpsons might be the earliest thing that I remember of it being presented as a sin as they were gambling. It was like the episode where Marge became a cop. And she came home and she found out that Homer and his buddies were gambling. So, illegal gambling in my own house? That was my Marge. It was spot on. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was just seen as this like seedy thing, this yeah. seedy, gross thing, uh, and that's kind of what we always affiliated with. And then the lottery, of course, has been something that I've seen in Christian circles. Uh, I remember like we talked about it even the last time the jackpot got like super big. Yeah, we talked about it on the show of uh, if we were to play the lottery. Yeah. Would we tithe off the lottery winnings, those kind of things? Would the church even accept it? I've seen cases where churches said like, if you win the lottery, don't give us that money. We don't want your gambled money. I'm like, mm, of course you do. <laughs> well, you can't win the money, Gabriel. But see, that's the idea. That's foolish. That's the idea of this is gambled money, therefore it's sinful money. And I don't think that that is as clear cut as it's laid out to be and we're going to get into that deeper in the next segment but we're going to take a break right here when we come back we'll dive deeper and find try and find an answer to that question
2: roll the dice when the back row morning show returns
1: stick around
0: hey everyone i'm hector mirai and this is faith and fandom 180 on LTN radio. So I've been a DJ on the side for a while now. Over the last couple years, it's become an honest to goodness business, and I've enjoyed growing in that capacity. Well, I was scheduled to do a wedding on Saturday, October 31st, Halloween, and you know, I was all good to go, was prepared for that. And then a couple days before the ceremony, the bride hit me up and asked, Could I get a mashup of the Michael Myers Halloween theme with Here Comes the Bride. And I didn't ask any questions. It's she's the bride. She gets, she, gets, she gets what she wants. And so I engineered that together. You know, it starts out with like 20 or 30 seconds of the Halloween theme and then just kind of effortlessly blended right into Here Comes the Bride. I loved it. She loved it. So fast forward to the day of the wedding and you know it's a big open field wedding and they put up some barn doors to kind of block her visibility and you know i'm playing some like instrumental love songs before it's time for her to come down and then all of a sudden when it's time you're you know the whole michael myers theme and people are like just super confused and then when they hear it like slide into the bridal march they're like what why are who why and there are a lot of faces and expressions that easily said this isn't how I would do it or I can't believe she's doing it this way or why would she want that but the deal is it's not about any of them it's about the bride and what she wanted and that really showed me and reminded me that a lot of times we want to give God what we want to give him instead of what he actually asks for and amos 5 verses 23 and 24 we see this away with the noise of your songs i will not listen to the music of your harps. verse 24 says this but let justice roll on like a river righteousness like a never failing stream we tend to just want to give god songs and dollars and attendance but god wants righteousness for our lives it's his event it's his universe he gets to pick what gets played. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com/slash Faith and Fandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con Ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt,
2: and I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central.
1: That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule, and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device, and we are on your Alexas as well. Go to your Alexa app on your phone, search in the skills for LTN Radio, and then once you have that enabled, you can just simply say, "Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd." And goodness gracious, you'll enjoy our shows and amazing mix of music anytime, any place where you have an Alexa event.
2: I wonder how many people just had to say, Alexa, stop.
1: <laughs> Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd. <laughs> there you go, guys. Yep, You're welcome. Enjoy that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happens if you're already listening to your Alexa? And then I say that. Does it stop playing it and then start it again?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or does it just keep going?
2: No, I'm pretty sure she would start it again. Okay. Love Thy Nerd Radio on Amazon Music. I don't
1: know. No, it would say on Amazon Music. I think Is it, would say, it not
2: on Amazon Music? No. Okay.
1: It would say, um, okay, here comes the music. That's what it would say.
2: It would say the name.
1: No, it would say that. I'll prove it to you right dang now.
0: No, please don't. All right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay. So last segment we talked about, started talking about gambling and what we've been taught about it uh, from a young age. Uh, The question at hand, is gambling a sin? Let's talk about the Bible and what it says. The Bible, actually, I do this clapping thing lately, and Uh I don't understand why.
2: I wish you'd stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Bible does not specifically condemn gambling, betting, or the lottery. It doesn't Mm -hmm. condemn games of chance. It uh, doesn't condemn any of that. The Bible does warn us, however, to stay away from the love of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Timothy 6.10, Hebrews 13.5, both of those talk about that. Scripture also encourages us to stay away from attempts to get rich quick. Uh, touched on in Proverbs 13.11, twenty three five, Ecclesiastes 5.10. Gambling most definitely is focused on the love of money and undeniably tempts people with the promise to get quick and easy riches. But there's a big but. The thing that we learned when we talked about drinking, <laughs> got you with that tonight. <laughs> the thing that we learned when we talked about drinking, when we talked about um, tattoos to a degree, was it's not that it's laid out that it's specifically a sin. But instead, it's laid out that it can be a sin for an individual. Mm-hmm. It can be a sin for one person and not a sin for another person. Correct. Um, so they put this, this article here from Got Questions actually puts it this way. It says, gambling is a difficult issue because it's done, if it's done in moderation and only on occasion, it's a waste of money, but it's not necessarily evil. However, people waste money all the time on all sorts of activities. Mm-hmm. Gambling is no more or less a waste of money than seeing a movie, eating an unnecessarily expensive meal, or purchasing a worthless item. At the same time, the fact that money is wasted on other things does not justify gambling. Money should not be wasted. Excess money should be saved for future needs or given to the Lord's work and not gambled away. So again, that's, that's them Not necessarily quoting scripture, Mm -hmm. but like giving kind of a moral Mm -hmm. uh, guidance there. But the fact is, I mean, if it is our money, we do have the right as long as we are providing for our family Mm -hmm. and as long as we are giving to the Lord's work. If we want to waste some of our fun money on gambling, as long as it's not becoming a habit... As long as it's not seen as a, oh, I'm definitely going to win, but more seen as like an entertainment thing. This is a larf, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a, a particular sin. Yeah. What do I'm, you think? On that I'm topic? in agreement. Yeah.
2: Um, As a family, we like to travel, and there we've gone on quite a few cruises, and on cruise ships, you have multiple casinos. And for Chris, it's something that he finds entertaining. Specifically, the machine where you put... It's like the quarter machine. You know, you put the quarter in, it goes down, it pushes all the other quarters. Oh, yeah, and you try yeah, to, yeah. Okay, well, they have that with dollars. They have like a claw machine where it tries to pick up hundreds of dollars and, you know, that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Texas Hold'em, couldn't think of what <laughs> what it was called. Um, and what we do, knowing that that is something that Chris finds entertaining, and it's something that he finds entertaining on the cruise ship specifically. When we go on a cruise, he has a budgeted amount of money
1: specifically for, for that. Yeah, the
2: casino. When that money's gone, you' are done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever money he wins, if he chooses to put it right back into the casino. It's it is what it is. I play bingo every single time we go on a cruise. I win bingo every single time we go on a cruise. (laughs) To me, it's one of those things that, I mean, just like the article said, you waste money on so much on a daily basis. This, to me, almost doesn't feel like a waste when you're doing it within moderation. You're doing it um, as a form of I don't want to say entertainment, but as a form of fun.
1: Well, I mean, it kind of is because you're essentially playing games. Yeah. Like just the fact that you mentioned what Chris does, that also reminds me of the arcade. Yeah. That has several of those exact same things, including one that's just about dropping quarters and trying to knock more quarters off with it. Yeah. That is gambling. Yeah. That is exactly gambling. Just mm-hmm. because it's used tokens instead of quarters, that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, every game that, you know, will spit out a ticket if you hit the right button at the right time, that's gambling. You're yep. putting money in. You could get nothing back. You could get enough tickets to win that remote control helicopter. Right. You know? it's Or, you know, a mustache comb and a Tootsie Roll. It's taking a chance.
2: <laughs> and essentially that's what gambling is. Gambling is taking a chance. Yeah. You know, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. There is no certainty. There is no guarantee. And I think for a lot of people, that's where the fun of it is. Because you know that once the money's gone, okay, I can step out of that. Yeah. I can step out of that mindset. My life isn't determined by, even though it kind of is, my life isn't determined by uncertainty. Right. You know? Um, so it's like that whole, okay, I can control this uncertainty for a little while until until I'm done. And then I walk away. Um. So I can see the entertainment aspect of it. I also can see how it can become a sin in the life of others. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something that we have to be careful with. You know, we've gone on cruises with friends and that's something that we're very careful with. Just going to the casino and just throwing it around. Hey, yeah, we're going to go put this amount of money down on, you know, black 22. I don't even know if 22 is a black number or not. I don't play roulette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because you never know who, you never know the struggle of every person's life. And if I were to say that to someone who does have a struggle with gambling and then that leads them to think, hey, well, she's doing it. I can do it too. That, that's something where I was careless and was not considerate of my fellow brother or sister's life
1: right that's one of the things that came up in our discussion with uh kevin on drinking Mm -hmm. was the whole stumbling block issue right of if if you're with someone that you know struggles with gambling struggles with with that temptation of of uh trying to score big yeah one more play one more round one more quarter one more whatever yeah uh then yeah, you wouldn't want to encourage that by saying, "Well, I don't struggle with it, so I'm going to go play," yeah. and uh, you can do whatever you want, because that's you know that's not caring for your brother and sister in Christ or, mm-hmm. or even just another human being in general. Yeah, uh, that's that's deliberate or not deliberately, but um, carelessly being a stumbling block. Yeah, which is something we are definitely called not to be. Right. Um, but when I went to Vegas with my wife. Uh, we didn't gamble a lot actually at all. We went to see a lot of shows and mm-hmm. and uh like shop and all that kind of stuff. Really really cool place when you go to the right places. Yeah. <laughs> um but we did put aside like 50 bucks each yeah. to gamble with mm-hmm. because we wanted to go do all the things that we'd seen in the movies. We wanted to go sit at the blackjack table, play a game of blackjack. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do the roulette thing, do the roulette thing. We lost all the money yeah but it was fun just to have the experience Mm -hmm. and i i'd be lying if i said that i didn't get like a twinge of like who let's just use like 20 more dollars but we didn't right we walked away but like like you're saying you can see how easily that can transition into that Mm -hmm. and so i can't say that if i wasn't with my wife who has a better uh, grasp on not giving into temptation than i do yeah that i wouldn't have been like 20 more dollars. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. And keep trying. Uh, Because I have that addictive tendency in me in certain areas of my life. Yeah. And I could see that would become one. Uh, So, again... I protected myself from that and from falling into that by having essentially an accountability partner with me who I know is stronger in this area and who's like, "Nope, that's all the money. We gotta go.
2: And we're done. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which I think is a responsible way to handle that. Yes. Without falling into temptation.
2: Chris and I are exactly the same. He very much would be like, come on, just 20 more dollars. I'm like, absolutely not. No. And we have long conversations beforehand. This is this is gambling. This is the money we've <laughs> set aside for gambling. Hey, do you remember how much money I said we set aside for gambling? Hey, how much money do you... <laughs> just reiterating. And I never want to be that type of person that's like... I don't want to control it to the point to where he feels um, constricted. Right. It needs to be something to where... And this is... It, across the board with everything. It needs to be realistic for both people, for both parties, you know, because the second that a person with an addictive tendency, addictive personality starts to feel constricted, that is when they will start to figure out ways
1: to get around it. To get around it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I think becomes an addictive tendency would be the lottery. There Mm. are people who play the lottery religiously. And I'm not just talking about getting the, I'm about to sneeze, uh, (laughs) getting the, um,
2: scratchers scratch off. Well, yeah,
1: I said, I'm not talking about just the weekly thing, but yeah, the scratchers are the bigger, bigger issue Mm -hmm. because they're cheaper. They promise better odds and they give you just enough of a win ratio, Mm -hmm. which is usually just like two bucks or a free ticket Mm -hmm. that you think I'm close. Yeah. And so that grabs you in. Those those scratch-off tickets, I think, are the worst part of gambling Yeah, in everyday life. Because mm-hmm. they're at every gas station. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also buying the weekly thing. The weekly, or the, I think it's bi-weekly, isn't it? It's like Wednesdays and Saturdays. They have the Powerball Power drawing.
2: Ball. yeah.
1: That, even if you do it on a regular basis, can become... Just straight up gambling just not, not, not doing it for fun, but doing it because you're like one of these days, one of these days I'm going to hit it rich and that's chasing after money. That's not, that's, that's you not accepting where you're at. Mm -hmm. That's you not being grateful for the blessings that you have now, not even looking for them. And it's just you living in a future world of one of these days I'm going to hit it. Somebody's got to win, right? Mm -hmm. You can't win if you don't play all those things, all those platitudes that we teach ourselves to do this kind of stuff yeah um but the other or i think the the correct way to play that would be when it's a fun situation like that last time that that the powerball i think got up to a near a billion dollars it was like 937 million bucks and then it becomes like a little thrill all right let's buy one ticket yeah just let's just see and so you have that little moment of thrill where you're waiting for the Powerball to be called and just to see if you go, <gasps> I got one number. Oh, I don't have that number. Oh, okay, well, I'm out now. Yeah. You know, But you had that little thrill and you're like, this is a fun moment. I'm not going to waste any more money. Yeah. You know, Toss it and you walk on. Uh, you know, We've done that. And I don't consider that necessarily in the same vein as someone who does it every single week. Right. Because it's not about... At that point, it's not about, oh, I hate my life right now and I really need a lot of money. It's more about... Man, wouldn't it be cool? hmm. <laughs> just uh this would be cool. Let's just give it a shot. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you also go into that knowing that that's the least uh, chance you'll have of winning the lottery because everybody on the planet's going to be buying it. Yeah. At that point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, okay, go ahead.
2: No, you're fine. I. <sighs> This is a question that I think everybody has when concerning addictions. You know, how do I know that it's become an addiction? I can stop at any time. I can walk away at any time. And I can remember when we were talking about is drinking a sin. and Kevin brought up one of the best philosophies that I think I've ever heard. But when it is the first thing on your mind that's when you know that it is an addiction yeah you know he talked about if you're at work and you're thinking the second that i get home i'm gonna have a beer that's probably a sign that it's an addiction you know if you are leaving work and you're stopping at the gas station to grab a couple of those two or four or five dollar scratch off a lot of
1: them are ten dollars now
2: yeah But if that's your very first stop, as soon as you get off work to go grab those scratchers, that's probably a sign that it's become an addiction.
1: Like If you're buying a $10 scratch off even just once a week, most of the top prizes are only $1,000. Yeah. It will not take you long to have spent that $1,000. You could have just saved it. Exactly. Could have put it in the bank and made a little bit of interest. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um. And so while the Bible does not specifically uh, mention gambling, it does mention events of luck or chance. Uh, As an example, casting lots is used in Leviticus to choose between the sacrificial goat or the scapegoat. Joshua cast lots to determine the allotment of land to the various tribes. Nehemiah cast lots to determine who would live inside the walls of Jerusalem. The apostles even cast lots to determine the replacement for Judas. Uh, Proverbs 16.33 says, The lot is cast in the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. And so here we actually see that these games of chance when it comes to not necessarily winning money, but making a decision has actually been used by God many times mm-hmm. to forward his, uh, you know, his agenda yeah. to, to make clear what the people should be doing. And so to just outright say that all gambling, all games of chance is sinful kind of erases the fact that no, even God has used this at times um, to reveal his will will to us, mm-hmm. and so when we take out the money aspect, when it's when it's more about you know the games of chance, when it comes to choosing, uh, or even like flipping a coin, <laughs> essentially, like God, what should I do here? Should I do this or should I do this? Yeah. I'm gonna flip a coin, and you reveal it. That's when you th- say that out loud. It kind of sounds sacrilegious, mm-hmm. but it's essentially the same thing that's happened. Many times in the Bible. Yeah. That's really a realization I'm just having right now. (laughs) I mean, that's a really interesting situation. Yeah. I might be way off and someone might be able to fully correct me, but it sounds like it's the exact same situation. If you can't make a decision, if God's will is not being made prevalent to you and you have two paths before you and you flip a coin, would that not reveal God's will? would it? I don't know. It's a good question to ask, right? <laughs> we won't go into that, though. Uh, this article continues talking about uh, casinos and lotteries, so let's see if it's got a little bit more than we talked about. So The, the Bible doesn't say Uh, anything specific about casinos and lotteries, but casinos are used, uh, casinos use all sorts of marketing schemes to entice gamblers to risk as much money as possible. They often offer inexpensive and even free alcohol, which encourages drunkenness and thereby a decreased ability to make wise decisions. Everything in a casino is perfectly rigged for taking money in large sums and giving nothing in return except for fleeting and empty pleasures. Lotteries attempt to portray themselves as a way to fund education and or social programs. However, studies show that lottery participants are usually those who can least afford to be spending money on lottery tickets. The allure of getting rich quick is too great a temptation to resist for those who are desperate. The chances of winning are infinitesimal, which results in many people's lives being ruined. And frankly, most people who win the lottery also get their lives ruined. It's true. Like, I bought a lottery ticket for that that thing, yeah. and then I went like, online and researched. What do you do when you win a lottery ticket? And it's like, go into hiding for six months. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Lord, don't let me win this lottery, please.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, People get straight up moited.
2: That's murdered. Moited. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. Can lotto and lottery proce- proceeds please God? Uh, many people claim to be playing the lottery or gambling so that they can give money to the church or to some other good cause. That movie I talked about, the second chance yeah. bring up a lot actually, uh, with Michael W. Smith uh, as one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. There's a character in there who gets a lottery ticket every week. And that's always what he says. And that's even like a part of the group prayer. He always brings it out and Lord this money or this lottery ticket, Lord, I pray that you just, uh, bring this to fruition in my life. God, and I'm gonna give you 20%. <laughs> it's this, this running joke. Of, uh, you don't want to enable him to keep doing that. Um, while this may be a good motive, reality is that few use gambling win- winnings for godly purposes. Studies show that the vast majority of lottery winners are in an even worse financial situation a few years later after winning a jackpot than they were before, which is absolutely true.
2: More money, more problems. <laughs>
1: few if any truly give money to a good cause further god does not need our money to fund his mission in the world proverbs thirteen eleven says dishonest money dwindles away but he who gathers money little by little makes it grow god is sovereign and will provide for the needs of the church through honest means would god be honored by receiving donated drug money or money stolen in a bank robbery of course not neither does god want or need money that was stolen from the poor in the temptation of riches That's a tough line right there. Mm-hmm. So I think what, what it comes down to here is when it comes to personal responsibility, if your goal is to make mo money, to turn your money into mo money.
2: Hey, I'm okay with your money into mo money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if your goal is to win more money, to, to get rich quick, or to uh, walk away beating the house, mm. you're probably in a sinful situation. You're probably in an addictive tendency. Mm-hmm. You probably should walk away. If you're gambling for entertainment in a way that has, that is pre-planned out with a limit and you have uh, significant accountability to keep you from falling into a temptation situation, I would say in that instance, it's not necessarily sinful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's It's a safe way to play fun games. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, as you were talking again, when we were talking about arcades, it really is. Arcades really are gambling for kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone really looks at arcades and says that's sinful. Right. Except for some of the games that you can play. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's the same premise, mm-hmm. essentially. Is you're, you're, you're hoping to win tickets, hoping to win a prize. But... We all see that as a game. And right. so if if we're viewing it as that, as a form of entertainment, and we're not going overboard, and we're keeping ourselves in check, uh, staying prayed up, and we're not just seeking after more money, I think you're in the clear. Absolutely. But just like drinking, just like drinking, when we talked about that, which we'll do that as a, a back row re- rewind sometime soon so you get to hear the whole thing, but there are... Very few avenues that you can do it correctly where it's not sinful and so many avenues you can do it where it is. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to walk a fine line. You really have to make sure that you're not causing other people to stumble and you need to make sure that you aren't stumbling into something that you're not prepared for because otherwise down to sin city you go. That's why it's called that
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: one of the reasons, one of the many reasons. <laughs> called City.
2: Yeah. Oh boy. While I don't feel like it is gambling in and of itself is sinful. It can be a slippery slope. Absolutely. And it's something that we need to recognize, not just in our own life, but in the lives of the people that we love and the lives of those around us. And when we do that, when we're keeping that in check, um, We're acknowledging that there needs to be a limit. Yep. You know, I think that it can be done in good fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's where we landed. Yeah. We want to know what you think. So you can find us at The Back Row LTN on Twitter or on Facebook. And uh, send us a message. Let us know what, what you got out of this, what you think, what you've grown up being taught. Uh, maybe some more Bible verses that we haven't heard of. Uh, heard of, Well, I mean, sure, we've heard of them, but that we aren't thinking of for this discussion. Um,
2: I hope we heard of them.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting topic and one that I don't think enough people actually think through. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I understand the idea of because... A majority of the time it's probably sinful let's just label it all as sinful mm-hmm. and just walk away from it and not even worry about it but that's kind of a dangerous precedent to set when things are sinful sometimes and not sinful other times mm-hmm. because let's say you have someone who doesn't like well like your husband your husband does enjoy gambling as a part of entertainment on a cruise ship with preset amounts of money that uh you know you're not going to go over and he's not doing it to get rich but someone who comes along the trip with you doesn't know this finds this out starts to gossip about him well he's a he's he's a gambling addict Mm -hmm. i mean that automatically causes a rift Mm -hmm. in the church based on a misinterpretation Of a situation because you've been taught that gambling is always a sin. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens with alcohol. Same thing happens, especially with cussing. I have found myself really having to fight this internal thing in my head that automatically makes me think that as soon as someone cusses, oh, they can't be a believer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's drilled into us so hard when we're children of of Christians don't ever cuss Christians don't ever slip up don't ever do this Christians don't drink all this and so when we see that happen in a real life situation whether that be uh, on purpose or an accidental slip or anything like that we get it's like it's like we watched our childhood hero kill a puppy in front of us you know it's just like this defeated oh gosh you're one of those yeah (laughs) and that's such a bad reaction to have
2: it is i uh, to me personally it goes against everything that jesus would do yeah you know the least of these and really who's to say that it's the least of these but that's what our mind goes to that's what we immediately think just because they're doing something that for so long we've been taught yeah is sinful i think um, the best advice that i could give is you know the the faith of our childhood, the faith that our parents gave us, it, that can be our foundation. But you don't have a house with just a foundation. Absolutely, You have to build your own faith. You have to grow, you know, figure it out brick by brick, stone by stone. Create your house of faith by learning and by, by praying, by reading, by being in communication with the Lord and allowing him to personally work on your heart and reveal things to you as to what are sins in your life and what may not be sins in other people's lives and how to approach that, how to handle that.
1: And make sure you got some windows in that house so you can see the world around you and not just wall yourself off Mm -hmm. and build your own little, Mm -hmm. uh, hut yeah with uh, your own thoughts and feelings and never get any other opinions or ideas or interpretations
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh and just kind of wallow away in your depression and sadness
2: yep and a doorway <laughs> is necessary too to be a bridge to
1: others a bridge is necessary a fountain all right
2: you've just taken hgtv (laughs) i was proud of that no it was good (laughs)
1: it was actually very good all right so that is gonna do it for that discussion let's see here where are we at oh it's bad joke time it's your favorite time
2: of the week my word
1: bad joke it's so bad telling bad jokes now all right my favorite word is drool because it just rolls off the tongue (laughs) <laughs> uh, ah, ah, not funny. all right we're gonna take one more break don't go anywhere because when we come back we will share something that we love
2: more background morning show to come
1: stick around what up nerd we hope you're enjoying the podcast but did you know that love thy nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio first. That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at ltnonair.com. And while you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop and indie and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio and let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day.
2: But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. I mentioned mine in the last segment. I hate that word. Um, (laughs) And now I can't stop thinking about it because it's been far too long and it's still going to be far too long. But I love cruises. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: I really do. It's the best way to vacation. There's no other way.
1: I just, we just had such a bad experience on ours, I don't think I'm ever going to do it again.
2: Oh, that makes me sad,
1: Matt. <laughs> it was awful.
2: That makes me sad.
1: Rocking back and forth the entire time where we're sick, can't walk straight. Two of our ports got canceled. Ugh.
2: Yeah, that you gotta first day, another The first
1: day was great every day after that was awful
2: you got to give it another try and you got to go on carnival carnival has so much to
1: do for a family that's probably it
2: so you know honestly
1: if we'd have gone on that one with just my wife and i Mm -hmm. because there wasn't a lot for the kids to do right and so we just kind of felt trapped of just not really doing much yeah if it had just been my wife and i it would have been better we still would have been rocking back and forth and sick all the time, but we wouldn't also have kids who are rocking back and forth and sick all the time. That's fair. So it would have been a little bit better. Yeah. But I don't know.
2: I love I cruises. I don't know. One day maybe. That's like, for me personally, that's the worst thing about
1: 2020. <laughs> no cruises.
2: I can't cruise. I See,
1: cruise. you know, that's, that's the weird thing. We went on that cruise... A couple years ago, or like it was a year and a half ago, I don't even know how long ago it was. Um, feels like forever <laughs> 2020 has been so long. Yeah. Um, but we went on that cruise, and when you go on a cruise, they're so afraid of sicknesses spreading mm-hmm. that everywhere you go, there's somebody with a spray bottle washy, full washy. of hand sanitizer. Washy, washy. Yep. You wash up, you, you're sanitizing your hands, you know, 10, 20 times a day, depending on how much you're out. And that was something new. For me, you know, like, oh, I sanitize my hands when I come out of Walmart, you know, yeah. but I don't do it this all many times a day. Time. And yeah. then, boom, COVID hit. And I'm like, wow, it's like I'm on a cruise all over again. <laughs>
2: that is something that I've said repeatedly. I just feel like I don't know why they've shut down cruises because it's like <laughs> the safest, most COVID compliant, healthiest way to vacation. <laughs>
1: Uh, so my thing that I love is, is more simple. It's Altoids Arctic mints. Wow. They're better than normal Altoids. They're stronger and they're sugar-free and they're delicious. And I would eat them like candy, except I know my breath smells more often than not. And so I need to spread them out. So it's a... (laughs) It's a gamble. Will will the will the box survive the week?
2: Your your breath smells more often than not because you're on keto.
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly why.
2: Yeah, but I will also say I've never smelled your breath, so I think you're good. Well, thank you. You're welcome.
1: You're also way over there, so I'm literal other side of the room. Really, it's everybody who can't see the other there. side of
2: the room that is. Eight feet.
1: We're not even COVID-safe apart right now. We're really not. <laughs> all right, Mo. Let's end with our verse for the day.
2: Verse for the day is First John two sixteen. For all that is in the world. The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world.
1: That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all of the nerdy things, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, or specifically with LTN Radio, i got this mint in my mouth now and I'm salivating and it's hard to talk. <laughs> Uh, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And if that made sense to you, then it's probably important to you. And if it didn't make sense to you, we'd love your donation anyway. <laughs>
2: Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for church humor for Christian humor, rather, uh, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun.
1: Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review, something along the lines of,
2: I love it. Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind, where we'll bring you your classic... Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. We'll bring you a classic episode of the Backroom Morning Show where we discuss why all Christian mainstream radio sounds the same. Right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Central. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day.
1: Mo, final thoughts.
2: Mm, roll the dice, y'all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.